As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by the Athletics Pelicans writer, Will Guillory. Andrew Schlecht is our producer as always. And Will, we're doing our writer series here. We're talking to everybody writing at the Athletic about kind of going into the stories that were important to them this year, that were relevant to their beat. And I can't think of anything more relevant than before the draft, you writing about, are, those, are the Pelicans going to trade Zion Williamson? Yeah, I mean, that's always the story. Not necessarily whether Zion's going to get traded, but just whatever's going on with Zion. The latest with Zion is kind of the the ongoing story with this team for the past four years. And it's usually either, you know, something going on behind the scenes where this one's unhappy with that one, or it's the injuries, unfortunately. And like the maybe like the 20% of the time he's on the court, he looks like one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. Uh, but unfortunately, he's always got something else going on with him. And it's been a little bit more of that this offseason. I feel like he's feeling pretty good about where he's at right now, the work he's been able to do to get back healthy, get his body right. Uh, but until he's able to produce consistently, we're always going to be hearing this other stuff. So take me through when you're getting ready for the draft coverage. And there's, you know, like trading Zion at this point in time seems crazy. It just like it doesn't happen. He's a clear blue chipper. Like, very clear MVP caliber talent when he's on the floor. He's extremely young still. He's very charismatic. He's the kind of guy that any team wants to build a franchise around. He seems to love New Orleans. I don't know if it's just because of the beignets or if there's other reasons, but clearly he loves. <laughs> he seems to be enjoying New Orleans. Plays a so part, it's safe to say. What, what was your, I guess, your initial response when you start to get intel that's like, this is a real thing that could be happening? And how do you sift through that? Because there's so much BS around stories like this. Right. I mean, basically, since the day the, the Pelicans won the lottery, you know, you've been hearing stuff about Zion and whether he wants to be in New Orleans. How true is it that, you know, he's on the trade block? He's not our team's making calls. What are they offering? Uh, it's It's been an ongoing thing, especially, like I said, with him not being on the court. Uh, so that only heats that stuff up even more. And I think the frustration behind the scenes has, has only grown. The more he's missed these games, the more, you know, these teams have kind of failed to reach expectations because of his absence and I think this past summer you heard two things really you heard that you know Zion potentially may be on the table who knows and also 
what I, I kept hearing over and over again is just the Pelicans were just in love with Scoot Henderson. They really loved everything about him. You know, having that true point guard, a leader, uh, a guy who brings, a, you know, a special athleticism to the position. Uh, I think the, the Pels are a team that really haven't had a great point guard here since, what, Chris Paul, right? So I, I think they kind of really wanted that guy to, to be the leader for the franchise for a long time, and they, they kind of looked at Scoot as a guy who can potentially be that. Uh, but for me, what I kept hearing was that, you know, they would kind of sniff around Scoot Henderson, but Zion was never technically put into any offers. And the same thing for Brandon Ingram, and that's what I was always hearing is, you know, you would kind of hear, they would hear out what teams would have to say, but it was never like, all right, what if we did Zion for X? Uh, so I, I think, again, and I wrote this in my piece, you know, during the offseason that the fact that this stuff was out there and that they didn't just come out immediately and, and squash it, I think it kind of says something. Uh, but I do think anybody who says they were close to trading Z this summer or they were looking to trade Z this summer, I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, but I think, just like I said, that the fact that it was kind of hanging out there kind of tells you where the relationship is. And so now it's three months later, I think. How does it feel? Is Has there been any sort of noise coming out of that, or is that just something we're going to have to wait until training camp actually pops up? No, I think now that Scoot has kind of landed in Portland and it feels like that's where he's going to be there, eventually going to move Dame. I don't know, maybe this offseason, maybe trade deadline, who knows? Uh, but I think it feels like Scoot is where he's going to be. And uh, like you said, all we've ever heard from Zion is that he enjoys being in New Orleans. He wants to be here. He's been working out in New Orleans the entire offseason, basically. Uh, you know, the people at Saints training camp were noting that he was behind the practice facility running on a, one of the practice fields. So he's been seen a lot in New Orleans. He's been working out, wanting to be around the team. I think he's working to kind of mend those fences. Uh, but again, I think a lot of this is going to be dependent upon how much he's playing in basketball games. If he's out there looking like Zion Williamson, dunking on people, scoring 30 points, I think all of this stuff is going to be forgiven, right? People are going to act like none of this happened. Uh, but as long as... The, you have all of this other stuff to talk about and not him playing basketball, uh, there's going to be issues. So Zion's one part of the process there. Then there's Brandon Ingram. And you sat down with Brandon Ingram out in Vegas during the summer to, I guess, get a temperature check on what is his status with this club? How does he feel about his future with this club? Because he's kind of, I guess, getting past the point of he's still on the rise. He's kind of right about to hit that precipice. He's approaching his prime. He's got enough playoff reps, I think, at this point. So tell us more about your interview with Brandon Ingram. Yeah, uh, me and B.I. really sat down and talked a lot, you know, out there in Vegas. And he really, you know, ran through a lot of stuff that was on his mind. And I think, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, I wanted to go in and ask him because he's a a year away, basically, from being an expiring contract. And I was like, hey, how do you feel about New Orleans? How do you feel about your situation? Do you see this as being your long term? spot even though with the you know questions about Zion and all of that stuff and, and I think he was very you know convincing to me at least to saying hey I, this is where I want to be this is where I fit uh this is what it, and I, I don't he's technically extension eligible this summer because of financial reasons he's not going to sign an extension this summer uh so I, I think you know that's part of the question if he goes into next year as an expiring contract there's going to be a lot of questions but I think he was very forceful in saying he wants to be in the world he wants to be the leader for this team and he sees him, Zion, and CJ really working out once they can get more reps together. Uh, but for B.I., I think he's always in a u- unique position because you're exactly right. He's not necessarily a, a young guy on the rise anymore, but he's still not necessarily a, a, 
a no doubt all star every year. Everybody kind of acknowledges he's one of the better scoring forwards in the league. We've seen him have big playoff moments, but he's kind of on that line of do we really think this guy is great or is he just a guy who puts up good numbers on bad teams? And I think that's something that he understands that he's at a point in his career where he's got to really show, you know, whether he's a bad player, a guy who you can say he's a pillar of our franchise. He could be one of the two best players on a championship winning team. And frankly, he just hasn't done it yet just because he hasn't been on good enough teams to show it. He's only been to the playoffs once. He's been on a bunch of injury riddled Pelicans teams. Uh, but I think that's a guy who's extremely confident in who he is and what he does on the court. And I think he's grown a lot as a person. And, and I think he's going to uh, be he's going to do some really good things with this team this year because I saw some quotes with him on the court last year that I think got kind of passed over just because the Pelicans fell apart during the second half of the season. Uh, but I think he still has some some more, you know, room to grow as a player. And that can help this team, you know, raise their shell and once Zion is healthy. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And so how how do you, you're trying to talk to somebody about the future of their franchise when one of the most important parts of it isn't actively out there because Zion has been out missing so much time. And there's been this weird lack of not only transparency about where he's at health wise, but then it also seems like there's always this disconnect between him and the franchise. And you know, everyone's trying to figure out where is the truth in all this. And you're talking to Ingram, who's been kind of carrying the franchise in his absence along with CJ McCollum. And they obviously need Zion out there to put this whole thing together. And it's, it feels as if like they're trying to figure out how can this team operate without him. And you're spending so much time developing that. Then when you get them back, it's like, all right, now we have to kind of reconfigure how we do all these things. So what was the vibe you're picking up from Ingram about how he feels about that weird kind of dichotomy that they have or kind of duality that they have as a franchise and what they see the potential to be if they actually have Zion back out there, which I presume is going to happen this year. Right. And I think for B.I., what he would tell you is that this is just kind of the life he's that's all he knows in New Orleans, right? Is the uncertainty, the the not being sure what's going to happen with Zion. So I think he's grown very comfortable in being like, hey, I'm the leader until otherwise, right? I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the person who's scoring 25 a game and improving. Uh, but I think also he would tell you there's kind of been a line uh, from his first two years and his last two years. And I think once Willie Green joined the program, I think there was a lot more optimism about their upward trajectory where before there was you know, Alvin Gentry in the first season, it was clear he didn't really fit with a younger team. Stan Van Gundy comes in. He really didn't fit with a younger team. And it was COVID. So there's a lot of craziness going on. But I think once Willie Green came into the picture, him and Bradley Dagram really developed a very close relationship off the court. I think you've seen him kind of give the reins more to B.I., allowing him to be a leader on the court, and which has helped B.I. grow as a leader off the court. 
Uh, so I think for him, he sees he's optimistic about where this thing is going. Now that Willie's here, you have Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, some of these younger players coming into the program where they feel like, hey, we could be a really good team whether Z's there or not. And I think they really feel like that. Of course, they're not going to be a real contender in the West without Zion Williamson, but they feel like Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, all of those guys are healthy. They you know, at least go out there and be competitive. And I think with Brandon Ingram playing at the top of his game, you know, who knows about what they can do. But I think uh, that's where a lot of his optimism comes in is that they have the coach they believe in and they'll build, they're building a really nice foundation of young talent there. Uh, that's grown and they've gotten a bunch of time now uh, with Z being out. So it's just a matter of putting all of these pieces together and seeing what it looks like. If they can be healthy for, I don't know, like maybe 15 consecutive games. Uh, is that too crazy to ask? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll see with the new resting rules, what happens. I assume right. we're going to see more Zion anyway. Yeah. If they could stay healthy for 20 games, that would be ideal. And they're not going to start the season that way because Trey Murphy's hurt. And you reported on this injury, I guess some comparable examples that kind of show how early he could return in the year. But this is just frustrating because Trey's trajectory has really started to take off, especially after last year. Yeah, I think it's frustrating on two levels. One, like you said, uh, Trey Murphy is a guy who has really great potential for this team. And you saw during the second half of the season, he legitimately turned into one of the five best three-point shooters in the NBA with volume and you know, percentage-wise, and he was getting more threes up. He, he was one of uh, extremely dynamic in transition. He shot 60% on twos and 40% on threes, one of the few guys in the league who were able to accomplish that. And you just saw his game grow, his confidence grow, and his ability to kind of uh, bring something that this team needs, that outside shooting, the, the ability to space the floor. That's something they struggled with the past couple of years. And having that guy bloom into – not only a guy who can space the floor, but who can do it at an elite level. And now him not being there for who knows how long, you would assume at least the first month of the season. And that, and it's, it's tough enough just losing that because they don't have a lot of great three-point shooters on the team to kind of replace his production. But then the other piece of this is what we've been talking about. This is the Pelicans. This is the team that's always dealing with injuries. It's always saying, hey, what if? What if we were healthy? What would it look like? And, and like you said – they won't be able to see that for the first few weeks of the season. They're going to have to wait for Trey to come back. And then who knows what he looks like when he comes back. Is it going to take him a few weeks to get back right? You know, one of the things I asked uh, Jeff Stotts in my story was how likely is it for a re-injury with this type of surgery? And I, we've seen it in the past. Guys come back and have to go back on the shelf. You know, we obviously don't want to see that with Trey. But uh, I think that's something when you're talking about the Pelicans, uh, all of this stuff is on the table because it always seems like they trip into these injury issues. And, you know, as of right now, it's not Zion, it's not Brandon Ingram, it's not CJ. As long as those three guys are healthy, you feel pretty good. Uh, but it still feels like, once again, the Pell just can't get past what has been holding them back over and over again these past few seasons. So what's the next evolution for this team? Like we've seen two years ago, they had the great upstart. Last year, things looked great. Injuries kind of took over, but you saw a lot of guys evolve like Trey. Alvarado kind of took another step into becoming a more well-rounded player. So what what does this rotation look like if it's fully put together, the way they run their offense and stuff like that? Like, what do you see as the actual fully idealized version of this team? No, I think if they're fully healthy, I, I legitimately believe they're one of the best teams in the West. If they've got B.I. and Zion out there, you know, being elite scorers, uh, you've got the young role players around them, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, 
Uh, CJ McCollum's a guy who's, you know, had big playoff moments. Yodis Valanciunas as well has been in the playoffs. So they have, you know, the, the, the balance of young talent and veteran guys who can compete. And they got so much diversity, whether it be, you know, Brandon Ingram scoring on the perimeter, Zion Williamson and JV scoring in the paint. Uh, they can kind of force teams to pick their poison just because they can attack you in so many different ways. Uh, but again, it's, got, it's about can they stay healthy and can they defend? And I think ultimately the big question for this team is they've got to find out now. This is the season whether they're going to be really good with this group or whether it's time to make changes because when you start kicking in Zion Williamson on a max contract, Brandon Ingram on a, a new max contract at some point in the future, C.J. McCollum making $30 million a year. And now all of these young guys I talked about, Herb Jones just got a new deal. Jose Alvarado's looking at a new deal next summer. Trey Murphy, if you're looking at a guy shooting 40%, 6'8", who can do 360 windmill, I'm guessing he's going to get a lot of money in, in a few you summers. Yeah. So that you're looking at a lot of guys getting paid, and we're in a New Orleans market where they don't have a history of paying a luxury tax here. In fact, they've never done it. So you're going to have to ha answer some really tough questions with this roster about who do we keep, who do we see as a core part of what we're trying to build here, and who can you possibly cut ties with, uh, especially if they don't win with this group to, uh, as currently constructed. So I think now is the time for them to really start answering questions about how good this team is, and if they're not good enough, what changes need to be made because uh, they got some really tough financial decisions coming down, uh, you know, down the line. Well, who knows if the Pelicans will be good, but we know Will's coverage will be good. So you can find Will Guillory at The Athletic writing about the Pelicans and the NBA and showing up here every once in a while. So for our producer, Andrew Schlecht, I am Jared Weiss, and we will see you next time on The Dig. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.